Welcome to Inside the Pages, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Our Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Monday, men's focus at 5 p.m. Tuesday, Bible study at 7 p.m. And Saturdays at 11.30 p.m. KKLA 99.5 FM on your radio dial. Now that's something new. And this is going to start on March 19th. We'll be on KKLA 99.5 FM. And that's at 11.30 p.m. Truly our borders have enlarged. And your prayers are needed. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore we are faithful. We are bold. We are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. The Bible says, and those that believe continue daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. Truly, we thank and praise God for your presence. Those that are tuning in to Inside the Pages. Uh, again, we solicit your prayers as we are praying for you. And, and so with that being said, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness and your grace. We thank you, Lord, for your mercy. We thank you for your kindness and this opportunity that you have given us this day. Lord God, to seek your face. This is the day that you have made and we're acknowledging you, Lord, in this day. Lord, not for ourselves, Lord Jesus, but there are those that are sick in their body that would be in service, but they can because of the ailment. Lord God, and I pray that you would bless them as they listen into the service. And Lord God, and those that will hear the service later. Lord God, bless them. Send your word. Your word has healing. Your word has prosperity. Your word has reconciliation. Your word will restore us, Lord, to reasonable portion of health. Lord God, we thank you right now, Savior, and ask that you would bless us as we go forward into giving you honor and praise as we go forward to bless your holy name. Lord God, stir up the mind of those that have been invited to service those that have been witness to, those that have received words of encouragement to be faithful, Lord God, here to be faithful in their respective places of worship. Lord God, we pray and ask that you would bless the obedient and stir up the mind of the backslider. Lord God, stir up the mind of the people, Lord God, for the saving of their soul. Lord Jesus, we're gonna continue to give you praise and to give you glory in Jesus' mighty name, amen. At this time, we're gonna have our opening scripture from our pro tem deacon, uh, Brother Donald. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. 
my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing. That's how I feel about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I can't go back. You know, so many have turned their backs and gone backwards and felt that, well, you know, I didn't get what I wanted when I wanted it, how I wanted it. You know, but I thought we said, Lord, let your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. I thought we asked him to come into our lives and to be our Lord and Savior. You know, and Lord, take over. Take over me. Take over all of me. You know, and so when we make those declarations and we make those statements and we make those commitments unto the Lord, we can't look back. We got to go forward in what God has for us. And, and so I've been thinking about that song and woke up with it the other morning and, and just been enjoying that. And certainly, you know, I want you to enjoy. You ought to sing to the Lord. And I'm telling that, let me, let me, let me tell you this. When you put it out there, you're going to hear it coming back. You know, what we put in the atmosphere doesn't just go into some dark place, and but it comes back. The Bible said, uh, cast your bread upon the water. You know, you got to invest. Invest in worship. Invest in your in praise. Invest in, in, in time with God. And, and it's going to return uh his dividends is going to return something to you. It's going to return something for you. Bless you, Jesus. Well, by now you should have Revelation, the 16th chapter, about the 15th verse, as we uh, go into the word of God. It says, behold, I come quickly. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that watches and keepeth his garment, lest he walk naked. And you see his shame. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that watches and keepeth his garment, lest he walk naked. And you see his shame. Now, the Lord wants you to know. He wants you to remember that he is your champion. The, the Lord told Jeremiah, he said, uh, I have loved you. I love you. I want you to know I love you. That, that, you know, this champion loves you. He is personally invested in you. John said, I saw uh, a lamb that had been slain as it had been slain before the foundation of the world. Someone thought that, that God made a mistake and that man was just running rampant and God didn't know anything, but there was a lamb that had been slain before the foundation of the world. Why? Because he loved us. He loved us first. Jeremiah 31 and 3 4 says, The Lord have appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness 
have I drawn thee. Again, I will build thee, and thou shalt be built. O virgin of Israel, thou shalt again be adorned with tabrets and shall go forth in the dances of them that make merry. I am your champion. I think we all need a champion. We've all desired a hero, someone that could do for us what we could not do for ourselves. A champion is one who has defeated or suppressed all rivals. A champion is someone that fights for you. They'll argue for you. They are, and they move on your behalf. You know, we all watch the movies, Superman, Batman, and all those different uh, um, fictitious characters. You know, sometime when I'm watching a show and, and there's that moment that something occurs and it is beyond the norm. And I'm always reminded that can't nobody do that but Jesus. Can't nobody do you like the Lord. Mm -hmm. Can't nobody hear everyone's prayer and distinguish yours, your cry for help, like the Lord can. He knows how to dispatch help on your behalf in the moment and in the twinkling of an eye. The Bible tells us that he is a present help in the time of trouble. We have to remember that for ourselves because we get in trouble sometimes and we don't know. We wonder where our help is at. We have to remember, remind ourselves that he is a present help in the time of trouble. It may not seem like it. But he's present. He's there. You know, the Bible says they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. No one else could do it. John said that when he saw the book and the seals, that he wept much. He cried. He didn't, he, he was distraught because there was no one worthy to open the seals. But someone came forth. It was a champion. I'm calling him a champion this morning. He was a champion of champions who was slain. And he has redeemed us by the blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. Revelation 14 by the third verse says, And they sung as it was a new song before the throne and before the four beasts and the elders. And no man could learn that song, but the hundred and forty and four thousands which were redeemed from the earth. Now, I remember growing up and when I started going to church on my own, I had been in church, you know, you, you, I couldn't, you couldn't go to your, your auntie house without going to church. Certainly wasn't going to grandma, grandmother's house uh, and not go to service and you were going to service yes whether you liked it or not which usually by the time you got there and saw other children and stuff you know uh, you enjoyed it uh, maybe you enjoyed the fact that because you went to service like you know you got some peppermint ice cream at the end 
You know, there are various things that, you know, maybe you was caught up on, on the fact that uh, there was somebody that you, when you heard the drums, you, you didn't pay attention to nothing else but the drum. But while you were paying attention to the drumming, there was something that was going into your spirit. So I knew that when I went to church, when I went to visit my Aunt Boo, that was her nickname, Aunt Boo, and just as sweet as could be. When I went to visit my uh, and, and her and Uncle Albert, uh, who was a bishop, actually Bishop Albert. Um, and so we knew that we were going to Sunday school. We knew that we were going to church. We were going to be in service, whether it was day or night. But as part, then there came a day where the Lord stirred my mind up. And uh, my brother had asked me to uh, to visit a church that he had began, started attending. And after my first visit, the Lord began to deal with me and, and as an individual. And so I, I got baptized and began to seek the Lord, was in the youth choir. And I remember the words as it seemed like yesterday. Yeah. No, it wasn't. Thank God it's not. The lyrics were, God gave me a song that the angels could not sing. I've been washed in the blood of the crucified one. I've been redeemed. The Lord has been good to me. He's opened doors I could not see. Sometimes when I was feeling low, no one to care, no place to go. My father is rich in houses and land. He holds the power of the world in his hand. There's some young people out there today that feel like there's no one that cares. Mm -hmm. Now I didn't get and understand these words until later on in life, but at the same time, then you look back and you think about what you may have gone through and how you may have felt at times. There's some young folks out there that feel there's no place to go. Or who do I go to? Who do I talk to in this moment? You know, as this is some of the things that we're going to be talking about, some of the things we're actually already engaged in. And that is to know when to be what you must be for an individual. You got that? To know when and what you must be for an individual. We were excited to sing this song. You know, we, we felt we were really blowing. You know, and as so many young people, you know, you, you really pressing to sing better than the adult choir because you want to make your voice known. We were excited to sing this song. But you know, I'm excited even more so today because of a better understanding that I have, I have received and understand. We have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. We've been privileged. That blood was applied when we were immersed in the watery grave of water baptism in Jesus' name. The blood miraculously applied. The Bible tells us that there is no redemption or remission of sin without the shedding of blood. Hebrews 
9 and 28. So Christ was offered to bear the sins of many. And unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Let me read this again. So Christ was offered to bear the sins of many. Everyone gets that. Everyone understands that. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whomsoever should believe in it. Everyone gets that. You look at the football game, you see the sign of John 3.16 being held up. But it says unto them that look for him. Are you looking for him? Are you searching for him? Are you feeling for him? Paul told the, the people, he said, uh, feel for him happily that you might find him. Are you looking for him? Because the scripture says unto them that look for him. Shall he appear the second time? without sin unto salvation. You have to walk with a conscious awareness that we are looking for our champion to come and to do what? He's gonna come like a thief. A thief doesn't tell you when he's going to arrive. He doesn't tell you that he's going to come to your house at nine o'clock uh, p.m. and break a window, pick a lock, you know, that he's going to make an unlawful entry into your place or your car, you know, and steal something from you. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't tell you that. He just shows up and he do what he's going to do and escape. Well, Christ said, behold, I'm coming like a thief and that's it only those that look for me only those that are walking with a conscious awareness that I am coming only those the, uh, John said he that has this hope purifies himself so because you have this hope, you are taking the necessary steps to be prepared. Why? Because he said, behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that watches. So there are some things that we must do. Now, God is, we've been in Revelation and we've been talking about the things that will come upon those whose names whose name is not written in the Lamb's book of life. Why is their name not in the Lamb's book of life? It is because they did not watch. They didn't hear of John. He didn't have his hope. So they didn't have a hope in his coming. Therefore, they did not do as the Lord said. Uh, they didn't love him. Uh-huh. Well, no, I love the Lord. Well, the Bible said, if you love me, Keep my commandments. That is how he know we love him. 
If we say we love him and do not keep his commandment, then we are saying, I don't love you like I said. I think that is a basic principle in any relationship. That if you love someone, you're going to do whatever it takes in that relationship. You're going to make sacrifices. In this instance, we sacrifice ourselves. We present our bodies as living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord, for this is our reasonable service. We forsake sin. We forsake the pleasures of sin. That thing that may have felt good at that time, we say, wait a minute, that is offensive to God, so I'm not going to do that. Well, if I could just do bread eaten in secret is sweet, but it becomes very bitter. I believe there's a whole lot of witnesses to that across the nation. It becomes better. It becomes bitter when it is found out. Hmm. Bless your Lord Jesus. Mighty God. Mighty God. Bless your Lord. John 10 says, I am the good shepherd. And no, my sheep. I'm a good shepherd. Not only am I a champion, but I'm a good shepherd. And I know my sheep. You know, I, I, he knows your name. He knows my name. He knows everyone's name that have been here, that have left here, and those that are present, those that will be born today. He knows their name, those that will follow him. And I am known of mine. We know him. As the Father knoweth me, so even so know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the chief. A champion lays down their life. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore doeth my father love me because I lay down my life that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. A champion sacrifices for another. A champion has laid down his life uh, and he has the, this champion has the power and the ability uh, to get up again. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my father. Humanity needs a champion. We needed a champion. Not just anyone, but someone that could actually get the job done. Many have declared that I could do it. Baby, I could do it for you. I can make it. Uh, uh, brother, I can do it. Listen, no, I need somebody that can go deep. I need somebody that can touch my soul, my spirit. Someone that can make a difference. You need someone that can get between the moral and the bone. You need someone that can get into that area that can penetrate what no other could do. 
Hebrews 9 says, For Christ is not entered into the holy place made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into the heavens itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Not yet that he should offer himself often as the high priest enter into the holy place every year with blood of others. Each year, uh, in the, as we read through the Old Testament, the, the high priest not only had to make sure that he was sanctified, but then he went in and offered the sacrifice for the sins of the people. And he had to do it continually year after year and after year until this side of grace. On this side of grace, the sacrifice the champion, our champion, that had been talked about throughout the Old Testament, the champion that they looked for, the Messiah, the champion that they were seeking, the champion that they symbolized with other blood sacrifices has now come and have entered into the holy place and has made the sacrifice that does not have to be done again. But now once in the end of the world have he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And as it is appointed unto men to die, to once to die, but after this the judgment, so Christ was offered, was once offered to bear the sins of many. And unto them that look for him, here we are in Hebrews, unto them that will look for him, he shall appear a second time. Isaiah 53 said, who have believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? I wonder if anyone is believing or believe the word of God this morning. We say we believe, I believe what I hear, yeah, I believe what you're saying right now. But do you really believe? Because belief is something of an action word. He that believeth and is. That's what Christ said. He that believeth and is. He that believeth and is. There's something that follows that. I wonder if you believe. Do you believe enough to take an action? Do you believe enough to be uh, to show tenacity uh, in the fact of what God is saying, knowing that he said, behold, I come quickly. It's exciting because his appearance and him coming quickly is to rescue. Hallelujah is to get those whom he loved. And that love him back to come and get those that believe his word enough to look for him. I'm looking for him. When I watch TV, when I watch the news, I'm looking for him. I'm looking for the signs of his coming. When I lay down at night, I'm looking for him. When I rise up in the morning and, and I go forth to do my task, I'm still looking for him. Nothing sidetracks that 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 visual that I have 
that hope that I have of him coming to receive me unto himself. The Bible said for this champion, the Bible says for he shall grow up, uh, he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, Isaiah 53. And as a root out of dry ground, he have no form or comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire in him. There was nothing that was distinguishable about Jesus Christ. Uh, when he was born, Mary said that she pondered things in her heart. She thought about the words that he said. Uh, but there was nothing that made him, uh, you know, uh, stand out uh, uh, among the others. No, you know, I, I remember seeing a movie where, where, where they showed Christ as a little child and all the butterflies was coming to him and stuff like that. No, 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 no. The Bible didn't depict that. that. That was just somebody that put something together to make a movie, uh, you know. It, they said there was nothing distinguished about him. There was no silver spoon in his mouth when he was born. Uh, he wasn't, there was nothing special uh, that made him accept what God wanted people to see, the, the, the star that appeared, which took them years to get to the child. It's not like the, the cartoons and the, the Christmas uh, plays that they show where, you know, the, the child is born and everybody makes their way within a matter of, of minutes or days. Or It took time. There was decrees that had been made to, 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 to take him out. When you find him, bring me, Harris said, bring me back word so I could, so I could come work. But he, what he really was going to do was take him out. That was his plan. Uh-huh. See, the, he tried that. The enemy tried to take out our champion uh, when he tried to kill the firstborn of Egypt. It didn't work. It didn't work. Nothing distinguishable about him. He looked as a normal kid, uh, he didn't have a, a, a hit. You know, I, I gave I, I gave my my grandson some uh, these these uh, Kool Aid socks, and he said hit. Yeah, in other words, this is this is this is it. Yeah, I like yeah. Uh huh. He gave his approval uh, because he knew when he put those on and went to school that what he was gonna get approval too. There was no, he didn't have the latest gear. He was not part of the cool kids club. He wasn't looking for the most hits on social media or anything like that. The matter of fact, the Bible said he was despised. Your hero was rejected of men. And he was a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief. There was something that was Bearing up on him something that was heavy in the moment. The, the Bible said that, that we hid our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. There was something so pressing upon him that as God manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, Sin of angels and preached unto the Gentiles 
there was yet sorrow and the acquaintance of grief. The Bible said he that, that did not know sin, he didn't know anything about sin except as far as the experience of sin, but he became sin for us. That would bring about some sorrow. That would bring about grief. Remember on the cross, or before the cross, he said, yeah, he was praying, if there is another way, let this cup pass from me. If there's another way to do this, but for the joy, there was something on the inside, the thought of you, the thought of me, the thought of all of those that would believe upon his word and receive salvation for the joy that was set before him, that joy of bringing many sons, mighty God. And now we are the sons of God. And it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. When? When he come quickly. When he shall appear in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, we shall be changed. Bless your Lord God. I think that's a reason to, uh, to give him a wave. That's a reason to, to, when we lift our voice and say hallelujah, when we make a joyful noise, uh, in song and praise and, you know, just to utter our voice to give God glory and honor because we know that when our champion shall appear, we shall be like him. Mighty God. We look for that and we look for his appearance. Therefore, we make preparation. Daily, we're preparing ourselves. Yesterday is gone, but since I'm here and today, I am making preparation to see him. I'm looking for him. I'm making sure that my uh, vial, that my container is full of oil. I'm not letting it run down. Hallelujah. The Bible said that there were five, ten virgins. It said that five of them had full. Their container of oil was full. They didn't have a need. They had extra. They spent time thinking about the goodness of God. They spent time singing praises unto him, learning the song. and They spent time on neology. I'm going to spend some time in prayer. They spent time fasting and seeking him. They spent time in his word. Hallelujah. Only, uh, but then there was those that said, well, I have enough. I don't have to do all of that. I don't need to, to pray today. I don't need to pray in this day. I don't need to fast. I don't need to learn that song. Matter of fact, my voice is not like yours, and so therefore I'm going to leave the singing up to you. 
I don't need to. And so the bridegroom, the Bible said that there was a cry. The bridegroom had come. And when he arrived, those that were ready went in. Now, before they went in, there was there was a conversation that that went on between the 10 virgins. Five of them said, well, we don't have enough. As we look at our lamps, our lamps are not trimmed. And, and so we, we can we have some of what you have? And the other five that had enough said, no, uh, if we give you some of what we have, we are not going to have enough to go in and see the bridegroom. We're not going to have enough to go in and see our champion that we have been waiting for. We're not going to have enough to go in and see the one that we have kept ourselves reserved for. If we go, if we give you what we have, we're going to be naked. We're going to be shamed. We're going to be embarrassed and we won't be able to stand in the presence of the one that we've been waiting for. Go get your own. The Bible said while the five went to get their own, the other five went in and the door was closed. When the other five came back, it was too late. They were not allowed in. Somebody is waiting thinking that they have it all sold up, but it's going to be too late. Two words that you don't want to be told. That is too late. Your champion comes and five went in and five did not. Let's put it this way. 50% were made it in and the other 50 did not. They lived a presumptuous life. They presumed, they thought it was all right to carry on and to, to do what they, uh, as so many today. Well, I'm running out of time here. The Bible says that uh, he was despised and rejected of men and acquainted with the grief. And he hid his face as we hid our faces from him. Surely he had borne our griefs and carried our sorrow, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. Maybe you or your child said that, uh, maybe you or your child was someone that was picked on. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe they're not played with. And, and so uh, maybe made fun of, talked about. Maybe they feel alone, uh, just not, uh, connecting the dots as to what is happening in their lives. But I want to make this appeal to you today uh, that if you have someone or know of someone or uh, related to someone that may feel picked on, I want you to, uh, to tell them that, that sometimes you get picked on because you've been set aside. Because there is something within you and about you that is, has a greatness that others see but want to reject. Others see it and they want to make fun because they don't know how to express themselves. 
They don't know what it is. When you push to the back, sometimes it's because of greatness. Uh, it is when we're sitting in the back, <coughs> we're able to look out and see what's going on in the front. The push to the back sometimes is intentional. When we're in the back of the plane, you can see all that's going on near the front. And, and so you're, you find yourself uh, where you can see what is really occurring. So as a champion, needing a champion, he was pushed down. The stone that the builders rejected soon became the cornerstone. That child, that girl, that boy, that sometimes feel rejected. Uh, you have to let them know that, that God uh, can make you a cornerstone. God can make you and will make you great. Go ahead and uh, don't, don't despise and hate them. But understand that they're just immature. They haven't grown up yet. They don't understand what they're doing and why they're doing it. But know this, that you're being buffed about it. It's a buffing that occurs that makes it shine. It's a buffing that occurs that, that makes it glow when others is not glowing. You got to understand that it's the things that you go through uh, that make you will make you strong, make you mature, and understand that, that there are something about you that God can use. Mm -hmm. We needed a champion. Someone who went through so that we can, so that they can carry you through. I, I, can, I can stand today and tell you uh, about going through some things. And I can tell you about being brought out of some things. And that when I start to go through things again, I'm able to look back at what he brought me out of and where I am today. That I don't have to, and I'm telling you, you don't have to give in to doubt. You don't have to give in and lose your hope. You don't have to give in and feel like you're not going to make it. Because God went through that. And he came through it. And as he went through it, uh, he took you through that. So that he could bring you through this. A champion. Uh, the breakup that you may have gone through, uh, that was meant to take you out emotionally, that was meant to destroy you and to bring you down. That loss was meant to blow your mind and pushing you uh, to the back of things. It, it slowed you down. It, it may have delayed some things, but it did not deny what God had for you. Uh, because you kept on and held on and fought a good fight. You held on when others uh, turned their back. You know, sometimes we go through things and people will walk away. They'll take sides without having all the information. But the Bible says, don't judge a matter before it's time. You need to have all the information before you make a, a you got to make an end, uh, you got to have all the information in order to make a sound judgment, an informed decision, this same Jesus, the same that, that took you through that to bring you through this, 
The Bible said this same Jesus, which was taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go up into heaven. Therefore, brethren, hold the tradition which ye have been taught, and whether by word or our epistle, now our Lord Jesus Christ himself, and God, even our Father, which have loved us and have given us an everlasting consolation. Bless your Lord. This same Jesus, who has given us comfort, who has given us relief, this same Jesus that is our hero, this same Jesus that is our champion, this same Jesus that said, I love you with an everlasting love, this same Jesus, our hope, our good hope, our hope through grace. He said, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good work. God, our champion, have established us, has given us good work, and has given us a good word. He said, I'm coming to get you. Behold, I come a quick. I'm coming like a thief in the night. Blessed is he that watches. And blessed is he that keeping his garment. Uh, we're not going to walk naked uh, before he come. We are not going to walk in shame before he come. But we know that, that we have forsaken those things and laid aside every weight and every sin that so easily beset us from God. Those things that would hinder us from being caught up when at the time when the trump of God shall sound and the dead in Christ shall rise. And then we which are alive will be caught up with him. We'll be caught up because we don't have no ankle chains on. We don't have nothing hooked in us, holding us down. We don't have uh, guilt and shame. Uh, but we're ready because we have prepared ourselves looking for his coming. We're those that are looking and watching and praying. Even so come Lord Jesus. But we're also warning every person. We're warning every man, woman, boy, and girl. We're warning those that don't know or those that have forgotten or those that have taken it lightly that life is a temporary assignment. The day is coming that we're going to be caught up in a moment. We're going to be caught up in a twinkling. We're going to be caught up in such a way. We're going to be changed. But only those whose name is written in the Lamb's book of life is going to make it in. You want your name to be penciled in the Lamb's book of life. Therefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things. The Apostle Peter, in talking to the church, said you're looking for this. Be diligent that ye may be found in him in peace without spot and blameless. He said, grow in grace. And in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to him be glory both now and forever and forevermore. We're going to be glorified just as he has been glorified. We're going to hold on to the hope that we have. It don't matter if it seemed like it should have occurred. It don't matter if it seemed like it's not happening right now. Our hope is that when it does happen, we're looking for him. When it does happen, we're going to be ready. When it does happen, because he is our champion, because we have relied on him, 
We have placed our hope in him because we walk faithful unto him. The Bible says, now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. My mother couldn't keep me. Your daddy couldn't keep you. Your loved one couldn't keep you. But unto him, your champion, that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless. Couldn't nobody else take away the stain of sin but Christ himself. Greater love than this have no man than to lay down his life for his friends. Not only does he call you servant, not only does he call you sanctified, but he said you my friend. If you don't know of anyone else that have called you friend today, know this that God said that you his friend. We were once the enemy of God, but now he's able to keep us from falling. We've been reunited with God. He's able to present us faultless uh, before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. You ought to have some joy. Joy that I held on. Joy that I did not give in. Joy that I did not uh, uh, go down that path. But I held on and stayed on the straight and narrow. He said to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty and dominion both now and forevermore. Mighty God. Our champion is able to keep us, to keep us from falling. Our champion is able to keep us and present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. We have to keep our faith. We have to keep our hope in him. Knowing that the time is soon that the things that we read about and have talked about and discussed in Revelation is not for us. Our champion came and he had victory. He overcame the world so that we can overcome, overcome the world even by our faith in him. Faith in him. Mighty God. Faith in him. Faith in him says that when it don't seem like it's going the right way. Faith in him says when I don't understand. There's some things that we just don't understand sometimes. Faith in him says, but I yet believe that he's able. Isn't that what the, the, the Hebrew men said? Shadrach, Meshach. We know he's able to deliver us and whether he do it or not, but we're going to trust in him anyhow. When you go through your moment of not knowing, one thing you can rely on is that he has already championed. What we deal with is the fact that, that what we want to happen immediately doesn't happen immediately. And so we deal with that element, that time element, while we're waiting for it to happen. And so we begin to struggle with that. But our faith says, I'm yet holding on to him. I'm yet resisting sin. I'm yet resisting the devil and I'm yet calling upon the name of the Lord. I'm yet being faithful though I do not understand everything. The disciples did not understand everything. Matt, there was a time when the Bible said that the Lord was ministering to them and you'll find this in Luke and he opened their understanding. Sometimes our understanding. It might be years and then you come to understand. Oh wow. I understand it. I get it now. I get it. I get it now. Wow, the light came on. But it may have been some time for that. 
Why? Because we had to meet the condition. Mm -hmm. There's conditions that we needed that we need to meet. Something that you're not gonna make happen is called growth. You grow. You grow in grace. We grow from grace to grace. I'm stopping. I'm stopping and I, I pray that something has been said. Mighty God. That is, that sparks newness in you to be all that you can be. Be an example, not with words. I teach here, don't, don't quote scriptures and all that. You, you got to live this thing. You got to live this. Let your, let your actions be the words that you speak. Be all that you can be at home, on the job, in your place of worship. Be all that you can be. If you're looking for a church home, ministry, growth, the power of forgiveness, I want to invite you to join us here at Cornerstone at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. Again, this is Pastor Carl Henderson connecting you to truth, connecting you to Christ. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness and grace. We thank you, Lord, for this exhortation, and Lord God, and how you have given your word this morning, Lord God, allowed us opportunity to plow this field. Lord, I pray and ask that you would bless those that, uh, again, those that are listening and those that will be listening later, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, for your mercy. We thank you for your kindness. In the mighty name of Jesus, we ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. If you do not have a church home, again, if you have not been baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sin, we want to encourage you to go to a place of truth of power where the word of God has been exhorted, and, uh, unadulterated, not sugar-coated, not being mixed up and you know, there's milk for the babes. There's meat for those that need it as well. But be faithful unto the Lord. Know that he is your champion and there is none other like him. God bless you.
Be blessed.